Epic Turn is a podcast about the hobby gaming industry, what we love or hate about it, how it's evolving and changing, and other things that as gamers we're passionate about. Your hosts are Brian McLemore, that's me, and Tim Aldridge. We also have with us tonight Will, he's a panelist with us. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, that's Will, and of course you know Tim. That's me. Yep, and in the background you may hear Crystal. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, welcome as we're taking our first uh, recording here. Well, technically our second recording here at Gen Con, but our first one we're actually sure we're going to be able to publish. Yes, yeah, so just to <laughs> let everybody know uh, what we call Gen Con Day 1 actually was recorded at Well, Day Scott- Zero. It was Day Zero. It was Day Zero. Um, that was recorded at Scotty's Brew, Brew House. Uh, the, we had equipment failure, so the recording isn't going to be posted live. However, this is Gen Con, Gen Con Day 1. Yeah, we did, yes. have some, we did have some equipment issues. We had, uh, I think we're going to be able to get it postable maybe i think um, that's after we get home right but it's gonna take a lot of time yeah. um but what i'm hoping to be able to do is we're gonna post it up on a separate feed after we yep. get back from gen con and because we do think there is some good content in that episode agree we had several panelists here with us as part of that yep. um scott will was with us there we also had uh, craig it was uh, joe. joe joe came by for a little while um yep. You know, so I do want people to go, and if you're interested, check it out. But I'm going to go ahead and warn you, it's not going to be the best audio quality. It will be worse than this. I think actually the best part about that whole recording is you can actually listen to Jack the Giant Slayer from start to finish All on our mode. podcast. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pretty much. It, yeah. it was a lot of fun to record. I, I really hate that we weren't able to post it last night like we were hoping to. Yep. We stayed we up. Just, to, by the way, so you know, we stayed up till 1 a.m. playing Ascension. And trying to fix this recording. Uh, however, it did not work out for either of us. But the good news, Brian and I won a couple games of Ascension. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't win. Yeah. No, you didn't win at all. I was second hey, place. I, I, I don't I know. lost by a point, William. <laughs> I'm no, just anyway. saying I won the first game at 100 points to 50. I feel pretty good about that game. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, five okay. energy so, shards opening up on the board <laughs> is a completely balanced opening. But let's right. anyway, well, anyway, but we must so, digress. Well, actually, you know, this isn't something bad to talk about. All three of us are going to be playing, or well, all four of us are going to be playing in the Essential World Terminal Saturday. That's tomorrow. Yep. No. Well, sorry, that's, two days. That's well, two days from now. Well, I think, today wait, is wait, Thursday. Wait, hold on. Is it Friday technically? No, now? it's still eleven fourteen PM at the moment. But so we have um we have two episodes between here and there. And it's two days. So all four of us will be playing in the Ascension World Tournament. Yep. I am kind of concerned because I've heard rumors again that the X-Pack that none of us have played is going to be present in the world. You see, I went by the booth, I picked up the new X-Pack because I was intending to pick it up, and I spoke to Three or four different employees, and they all confirmed that Darkness Unleashed will be included at Worlds. That's going to be really rough because none of us have playtested it. Unless they ban playtesters from the tournament. I don't see how it's going to be really fair, but again, it's not necessarily about being fair. Well, it's not about being fair. It's a small market. It's not like the big uh, controversy that erupted when... People that that had early access to the magic, you know, source books were playtesting two weeks early for PTQs. It's a much smaller market. True. It's not quite as big of an event. So while it would be much more fair to ban them, I can understand why it's just, let, yeah, let's throw in the new product, let's get it out there, and let's see what's happening. I disagree. I think you should ban playtesters. I mean, you're talking about a two new mechanics. You're talking about the transform mechanic for monster kills. And you're also talking about bringing in a new treasure, which is the draw card banish one. Though, to be uh, fair, we expected that there was going to be more banish in the second set due well, to the dearth of it in the first It's one. almost non-existent in the first set. Uh, sure. this, block. this deck did not drop 
until Gen Con. That is true. We did not get the X pack until Gen Con. Again, like I said, I think it'd be fair that playtesters are not allowed to compete in worlds. However, we won't know until Saturday. No, we won't know, and you know, we're not judging. We're not bitching yet. We, we may come Saturday night. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we may. We may. If I find out a playtester took first place, I may or may not, you know, flip a table. No, but it's it's going to be good. Um, we're looking forward to it. I think. Yes. Yeah, we're all looking forward to it. I actually got to play a little bit of it this morning. Swung mm-hmm. by their booth, got to play right. a couple of games with them, and. Having the Dark Energy Shards, which add a Fate Banish to the deck, mm-hmm. really helped out the thickness of the deck that you had with the treasure, mm-hmm. with the lack of a Banish mechanic in the mm-hmm. larger set of this, I guess, block for Ascension. Right. It really helped out. So while I'm not 100% enthused about it being in Worlds, I believe it will be a more balanced format and I think the games, whether or not it will be more prepared for it, will actually be better for it, at least as gamers. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I really think that when they were making the first set, it really feels like they were trying to do it without the Banish because it became such a core part of the early sets. Those were always kind of the chase cards when they hit the board. You right. always grab them. Even if they weren't that good of a Banish card, you still needed them. Yeah, in base ascension, you know, Void Rush was the mechanic to main if you could mm-hmm. in order to just completely burn out honor pools and get things done quickly. Now, that was before they actually expanded the honor pools by default. They went from 60 to 120 for four-player games. But still, right. the fact that Banish is one of the strongest mechanics in the set... It really makes a big difference, and I'm very glad that they actually made it a much more integral part of the new set. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, and it was definitely missing when we've been playing the, uh, the, the current lead set. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great. But I, I think that's probably enough about Ascension. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I, I think we should move on to Gen Con Day 1. We spent a majority of our time in the vendor hall. Oh, yeah. yes. Everybody did. Mm-hmm. It, it so, was a, a lot of fun. There's a, some great new stuff coming okay. out. Yep. Um, What's some of the stuff that got you guys excited? I'll open to our guest panel as well. What did you try out today? What were you most excited about? What are you going to try tomorrow? You see, I was really, really looking forward to Firefly. Okay. You know, we had, I, I think we've talked about it before. I think all of us have been. Uh, yep. So, you know, we were really excited because the same people made Spartacus, one of my favorite games from last year. I think all of our panelists will agree that it was one of the best games that we played last year. Absolutely. And for a you know, strongly branded Take game was extremely, extremely good, like above and beyond what we expected. Mm-hmm. I had really high hopes for Firefly. And while I thought it captured a lot of the flavor of the universe... And while I cannot fault it for a game, it really felt like we were playing competitive solitaire for much of the main part of right. the game. And so, uh, I, I pro- me and Will are probably going to talk the most about this one because, unfortunately, Tim was not able to attend our, uh, our our play session of that. I got stuck in the Fantasy Flight Games line for the latest Netrunner expansion pack, so yeah, man. I, I'm unfortunately going to be silent right now. Good luck, listeners. Um, I, I'm going to write that un- under likely story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So what I will say, I will definitely agree, it really feels like you're this you know, bare-bones adventurer in the multiverse or the verse, I guess, you know, rather. And you're, yes. you know, you're just roaming around and you're trying to make ends meet. You're trying to do your jobs. There isn't much case for character or player on player interaction. There's two or three actions you can make against the other players. You can 
hire off a disgruntled, which there's many different ways a character can become disgruntled, but if you have disgruntled crew on another ship, they can be bought off of that ship onto your ship as a way of stealing power from your t- from your opponents. Right. Um, there is a there are ways to trade cargo and other forms of carryable items with your te- with with your p- fellow players. Right. Uh, other than that, the only other interaction you have with them is when they are moving. You, you, the player to their right can control either the galactic cutter or not the galactic cutter, but the galactic galactic. The Galactic Alliance flagship. Right, the Galactic Alliance flagship. Or the Reavers. Or the Reaver Cutter. That's where I want to say that from. And I apologize, guys. We've all had some stuff to drink tonight. Yes. By the the way. Not ginger ale. Hold on. By the way, I'm just going to shout out to our sponsor. Kind of sponsored tonight. Uh, Ram here in Huntsville. They are a group. Not Huntsville. Huntsville, sorry. In Indianapolis. Sorry. I am so sorry. (laughs) Ram here in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. They get bought out by Privateer Press Mm -hmm. for Gen Con. They have great food, great brews. Great brews. Very Amazing. amazing brews. I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to them. They were nice enough to let us have a table here and kind of give us a nice place to record. So yeah. again, shout out to Ram, the brew house. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, so if you're ever in Indianapolis or right around the corner from the convention center, you should go check them out. Yes, definitely. Amazing burgers, amazing sandwiches, mm. wonderful brews. This Reuben is amazing. Yeah, man. Try not to burp up them. Um, no. <laughs> But so, but that being said, I don't. It's not like Spartacus, where every phase of the game engages the other players in some capacity, where you're constantly bickering back and forth, and you're constantly backstabbing each other like you you are in Spartacus. You don't get that yeah. in the Firefly game. And I believe that my opinion of the game was somewhat colored by how much I like Spartacus mm-hmm. and the sheer amount of interaction that happened in every phase of the game. Really, it really from does. the interaction of having to play cards with each other in order to gain influence to the bidding mechanic where you are going against each other, to the betting mechanic where even those who aren't in the arena are actually still involved in that phase of the game. Mm-hmm. I guess I was expecting a lot more out of this as a game, but yeah. when you think about it thematically, you know, they really are just trying to make their way in the universe. Right. It, having the whole team-ups and alliances and stuff don't really make as much sense in the Firefly-verse, uh, and maybe that's okay. Maybe it's okay. I mean, I was a little disappointed in the mechanics. Again, it was our first playthrough. It was a demo playthrough at the yeah. game. We had some issues. Unfortunately, with- our, our game master was overloaded. He was working two tables at the same time, and we had to kind of fend for ourselves to some degree. It was still fun. Oh, yeah, it was fun. I had a good time with it. It was amazingly themed, good pieces, everything about it. It was just I didn't have quite as much fun as I was expecting given mm-hmm. how enjoyable I found Spartacus. I mean, I hate to keep harping on it, but for themed board games, Spartacus right. and, and really sets the It really steam. does. And even then, Gale Force 9, that was, I think Spartacus was their first major game they did themselves. Yep. They did an well, amazing maybe, job. Yeah. It was one of the first ones they did. And it was such an amazing game. We really uh, do, do a, you know love that game. So... It's so, kind of like when you're watching a movie and you go to see the sequel. It's always shaded by how much you love the first one, and there's no way it can ever live up to that or a remake. You know, I don't know if there's anything we could have ever done to make us love it as much as we do Spartacus, unless it really blew us away as something better. Yeah, um, and that's almost you, you almost never see that. The, the nostalgia is hard to beat. That's true. Nostalgia really gets to you when it comes to games like 
breaking out of you know traditional tabletops. I saw it with Portal 2, saw it with a few other sequels in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really hard to get away from something that you consider the gold standard right. and coming to an admittedly very good second effort. I do not want to speak against it. It is a great game. I highly recommend you pick it up. But in comparison to Spartacus, I mean, it just fell a little short in my opinion. Okay, well, that was going to be my next question is, are you guys going to pick it up? I definitely am, actually. I think they did an amazing job on the thematic feel of it. It feels like you're in that universe. What you're doing makes complete sense. They were very true to the the IP. Mm-hmm. Um, and the build quality is just fantastic. Is it on the same level as Spartacus in terms of build quality? Better. Okay. Fair enough. They, 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 they've really stepped it up. You can tell they, you know, the success of Spartacus has they fed it back in their company and they're making better products now from, you know, everything else. And, you know, and maybe just this game isn't the style of game that you were looking for. I think that's going to be the type of people that don't like it, not because it's a bad game. Okay. Well, I mean, I rushed to the line as early as I could as soon as the doors opened, and I got there right after cutoff to get the first round of games. Now, I heard they're hoping to get in another 300. In the morning, yeah. For tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And while I'm going to queue up, I mean, I'm, not, I'm hoping to get a copy. I'd really like to have one. I have several very big Firefly game fans in my game group down south. I'm really, really hoping I can pick it up for them. Like, it's one that I want on my shelf, whether or not it's going to be the first game I go to when I set up a game night. Absolutely. I really think that kind of sums it up. It's an amazing game for what it is. It's not going to be everything that... It's not, it's not another Spartacus. It is a different game. Yes. Like okay. many other games, though, it does have a learning curve. Mm-hmm. It helps if you have somebody on the playing field that has already played the game. And, and unfortunately, at least in Mind of Will's playthrough, because Crystal was on a different table, uh, Mind Will uh, and Craig were all, was also there, and we didn't have the uh, ex- someone like hand-holding us through those steps. And kind of like what we were talking about in episode four, Tim, where you were saying, where we were saying that you know you have to play through a game multiple times to really get a good feel for it. I think with this may be just the first initial impression. Yeah, it'd be nice to revisit it at a later date and see what our impressions are when we go forward with a few more games into the future. Yeah. Speaking of Craig, he also uh, has joined us here. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Craig. Craig. Craig was there at the table with us. Craig, is there anything that you've not heard us babbling about about the uh, Firefly game? No, I, I, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, I think that we need a good round that wasn't dependent on somebody else leading it. As far as like, a, like in this case, it was a demo where we can see what a full game looks like. Because I think that there was a lot of things we were kind of pushing on and trying to experiment with. Where if it was a, a second time we were playing the game, we'd be able to experience the full thing or experience it, I guess, in more depth. Right. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to give it a second impression based on the Ten Commandments of Game Night. Yeah, and it will definitely be your first impression, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it will be. However, I feel with our group, the, sec- the my first impression will be a good impression. So. I think so. I mean, I really got a chance to sit with the rulebook for a while. It's pretty well laid out. Um, mm-hmm. It does have a little bit in common with Spartacus. So sometimes you have to flip between two sections. To do it, uh, these are not the best rule books I've ever read, but they are not bad, and they have most of the corner cases that you can ask for covered. Awesome. So, and and again, just like with Spartacus, great print quality on the on the rule book. Very cool. Yeah. Well, moving on past Firefly. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking. We were asking Will if there's anything yeah. else. Um, 
to be fair, like I didn't really catch that much of the vendor floor the first day. Like there was the big rush to get in, and I sort of skirted around the outskirts the first day. So hopefully, I can stop by the uh, Peso booth, see their uh, new deck builder uh, at some point tomorrow. I know that they sold out today. I'm hoping they'll have at least some demo copies to run tomorrow, so I can get a feel mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's on everyone's list. I know Brian and myself are really looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which game is this again? That was the Rise of the Rune Lords, the Pezo deck builder. Right. An- another deck, well, not really deck builder, but, you know, sort of deck game that I'm looking forward to. I'd like to swing by the uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse booth and see what they're doing mm-hmm. with some of their mm-hmm. expansions. Like, yeah. while I've played the game a couple of times... The core mechanic, you know, you all against a center enemy deck that sort of operates on its own. It's an interesting mechanic. I'm not sure how well I like it fleshed out, but the flavor, how they've developed, you know, an artificial parallel, you know, comics universe that parodies and at the same time references all of your favorite comic books growing up, it's really interesting. Like, it's one of the few games that I would buy just on flavor alone because of how well it was produced. Yeah. I guess then we should make a, you know, a priority to stop by that booth tomorrow, and let's get at least uh, two of us to demo it. in the same it. vein. I'm, I'm interested to try out Legendary. Uh, Legendary is another one I want to stop by. I know I'm talking about deck builders a lot, but, you know, it's one it's of my popular favorite genres, genres right now. Right now it is probably the most popular genre I say tomorrow we should probably hit uh, Sentinels of Multiverse, right? Legendary and DC, which from Cryptozoic, right? Yeah. yeah. So, well, and outside that, we still have the one from Piazzo as well. Yep. I think that's going to be on the, yeah. the the first priority at 10 a.m. after you pick up Firefly. After you pick up Firefly. <clears throat> After no, we, pick up my, we pick up Firefly. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> right. So yeah, because no one wants to wait in that line. No. So, no. 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 Um, like I felt bad for the guy that had to stand there with the sign that said the line starts here, and it was wrapped three quarters of the way around the booth. Are you sure that's not the FFG booth today? Oh, oh it was some three of those or four booths wow. were wrapped. Amazing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, for anyone that hasn't been to an event like Gen Con, you know, there's thousands of people and. Literally hundreds of people are in this room at any given time. We were waiting out front when the vendor room opened. Um, And I know, like, for Firefly example, they sold through 600 copies this morning in an hour and a half. And most of that was just them processing the line. It was probably actually sold out in something like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, I went straight from getting into the side of the vendor room, wrapping all the way around to the back to get there. I stopped to play one game of the new Ascension expansion and by the time I tried to queue in line for Firefly, they were just cutting off saying, you, 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 and you, that's the last copies. We are completely sold out. Yeah. Well, we saw we saw that last year with Netrunner. Netrunner was sold out mm-hmm. in the first 30 minutes. Like, FFG yeah, was same gone. Thing. They were, like, done. We same can't sell the X-Wing? Yeah, X-Wing yeah. was the same uh, way. Yeah. I know Wiz Wars this time had a huge line around it for yeah. the Star Trek version of X-Wing. You mean WizKids. WizKids. Wiz yeah. yeah, sorry. Wiz Wars is actually a board game. Yes. Like, like I said, we've had some things that drink. Uh, no, um, so I know one thing I've been really excited about mm-hmm. uh, was some of the new games we had a chance to actually play today. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, Castle Panic, I had never had a chance to play. Which I'm actually surprised by. I, I played Castle Panic probably like two years ago, and I really loved it. I'm actually shocked that was your first game. No, it was my first game. It was, it was a lot of fun, though. Okay. It's very much, oh my god, the hordes are coming, and they're going to tear down the castle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and unfortunately, they did tear down our castle. We did lose. Epic turns lost pretty badly. Today. Single tier. Yes, it was bad. Um, but it was all, it was a lot of fun. We had a couple of great we had a couple of great rounds in there. It was a lot of fun. We did have some epic turns in there. <sighs> you are. 
Speaking of games that we know and you're just now being introduced to, we also ran you through a demo of Cutthroat Caverns. What did you think of that one? Right, yeah, that was my first time on that one. Um, I saw it last year at Gen Con. I really wanted to f- get down and play it last year, but they had this constant line. Yeah. And it was killing me. Um, Indeed. Indeed, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Take your shot. Um, so the problem there, you know, we never had a chance to actually sit down with it. What's that? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> damn you, Craig. Anyway, so uh, you know, last year they had a big line. I never got a chance to sit down. This year we got the chance to sit down with the guys at the um, at Cutthroat Caverns. We got to first talk to them, then we ran through a demo. It was a lot of fun. It's basically everything that was good about uh, combat and a D and D adventure but turned into a competitive backstab your friend game. Yes, it is one of my favorite backstab your friend games in that the purity of it where you're just trying to maneuver to where A, you get the last hit on the monster, and B, you're trying to hurt your fellow players as much as possible during mm-hmm. the process. So we're playing a MOBA and a... K- Never mind. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> it's, you know, it's all about... Because you want to be the guy who walks out of the dungeon and has all the people loving you and you have all the prestige, right? So you have to go all these things. If you get the last hit on, on a big bad monster, you become you get the prestige. If, you, if your friends are hurt and you save them by giving them a potion... You get proceed from that. Nice. You know, and there's a lot of these kind of mechanics built into it. It's it's really cool. Um, I'm planning to go back tomorrow actually and buy a copy. Very cool. Uh, I Thanks. just have to decide how many expansions I want because there's mm. actually the base game now plus four. I yeah, think, they're expansions. up to four expansions now, and each one of them adds some more complexity and layers to the game. And I think the third or fourth expansion adds. Uh, a great little uh, tidbit where you actually can customize your characters. At I the believe cost it of was the, uh, the most recent expansion where you add different attributes to your character and it mm-hmm. balances it in that you gain these abilities that trigger when you play, like being able to hit undead monsters for more damage. But in addition, you're also reducing your starting health total. So right, and um, you can, can go never from, exceed your starting health. I don't think. Yeah, so from you what can, the demo we had was you can start out at something like a hundred health for a default hero, and then you add these attributes, and you're running around the dungeon, oh yeah, you're really powerful, but you're also two hits from a monster away from being you know, left on the floor. Right. Now, um, the guy that was giving us the demo uh, was pointing out that he saw one guy take five attributes from the get-go. He started off with 35 health, but that guy came around and won because of those, those powers he had were that powerful and worked so well for him that game. Interesting. So it's just it gives a whole other kind of layer of meta to it and a little bit of strategy. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But it's like 125 bucks to buy all five uh, sets right now. Well, picking up a game and every expansion for it tends to be a little bit of sticker right. shock in one game. Especially like one like this that's been out for long enough to get four expansions. Right. right. I, I think like, I wouldn't want to go buy all the Dominions X-Packs at day one. Oh, goodness. I think I might at Gen Con just because uh, Rio Grande sells them so cheap. Oh, uh, yeah, you can get them for 15 or 20 bucks yeah. a piece. But still, there's, what, 10 of them? There's, well, there's about eight or nine, yeah. Yeah. So. about to say, I'm not sure I want all of your trunks space dominated by uh, Dominion. Dominion sets on the way back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think today, like, my biggest thing was I got to stop by Jasco Games. Uh, they bought the UFS license, and I got to try out the new Mega Man Proto Man demo sets. Mm-hmm. How did that go? I passed by there. They had, you know, several people demoing at the time. I didn't stop, but... 
I stopped for about, I stopped for, I tried stopping in the morning and they, unfortunately there was no open tables. So I tried to get back there this afternoon. And when I did, I actually got to surprisingly for listeners that don't know, I used to actually judge UFS back when I was owned by Sabretooth. And then when I transferred to FFG, uh, under Jasco, I haven't got to be a organizer. However, <clears throat> I got to sit there and I actually coached a player on how to play UFS while I was playing. And it was really fun. It brought back a lot of fond memories that I, that I enjoyed about UFS. The Mega Man Pro Man decks are actually very balanced to where they both are very playable by both players. No one has the advantage. It's all about, honestly, skill. Yeah. Which is what you want out of a demo TCG. Yeah. Is you want you want it to be about skill. You don't want it to be where one deck is overpowering the mm-hmm. other. And that was really nice. And I have to ask, because we kind of touched <coughs> on this earlier about how nostalgia is such a heavy factor for these yeah. kind of things. Because this is a reboot of something you used to really love. It is. It is a. It isn't. Re, it isn't sense uh, in the sense of reboot. Is that they brought a new IP into it? They have right now. They have Soul Calibur, King of Fighters, uh, Street Fighter, and their own homebrew. It was just really nice to sit down and this is a big Mega Man fan. Yeah, there was a little bias towards it. I'm not going to lie. However, it was really balanced. Like they're like the player that I was playing against. It was very back and forth. It mm-hmm. wasn't just one person was dominating. I'm, I'm. I will say I'm a very experienced yeah. UFS player. Right. And he still won at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. He just, honestly, he was able to play the better cards than I could. Right. So I, I do have concerns about that with some of the other games we're playing this week, especially Ascension. It seems like the current set's really spiky where you are either no one's really doing well at all or it's extremely dominated by one player. But that's a discussion, I think, for Saturday. I think that's a discussion for Saturday, and we're touching back on Ascension. We need to kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Too much, too much, too much deck building. Talk. So the, the other thing I got to try is, I, uh, Crystal and I got to try this really awesome game called Winter Tales. Okay. It's uh, being brought by FFG. Okay. All right. Fancy it's, Flight. Right. It's Fancy Flight Games. It is a storytelling board game. So you're playing this twisted fairy tale world. Like, I got to play as Alice in Wonderland and the Tin Man from... Obviously, Wizard of Oz. Okay. okay. And when you're playing, is that you're playing? That's a, that's a pretty bad slash fight. I know, right? So you're playing against a spring set and a winter set. The winter set are obviously your villains, and your spring set is this rebel—I hate to say it—but a rebel alliance kind of ordeal. All right. And they're trying to rise up against winter, which, again, as uh, Dresden fans know, that's not uncommon. <clears throat> so you're you're playing against this spring and winter, and okay, now let's be honest. Most power gamers are going to look at it as a, a expenditure of cards. But the, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to tell a story as you're doing your actions. So I might play three story cards or what their um, economy is in the game. I might spend three, but if it's us, we're going to tell a story like I said, you know, Alice escaped the asylum and decided to go to the forest to do the rendezvous mission I was supposed to do. And the only way she was able to do is there was a lighthouse in the mountains, and that was her beacon to get to the forest. And I was telling this elaborate story. Mm-hmm. And the other players were like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. And the, the other spring player I had was feeding off my story. Now, Crystal was playing the winter, and she told this really good winter story of why winter suddenly showed up in this forest to stop us. And we had this big battle. And again, it, honestly, it all breaks down to their economy cards, which is honestly just you know these story cards. And you could you spend however many per player, and it's honestly whoever spends the most gets and wins the action. However... You're, the main point is you're supposed to tell a story. Now, power gamers, I'm going to be honest with you, this isn't a game for you. Now, storytellers, it's a game for us. Okay, so do you, are you going to pick up a copy? Unfortunately, it's not on sale here at Gen Con, but when it comes on sale, I will be picking up a copy. In our group, like, Brian, you're, you've been a GM. Will, you've been a GM. Craig, you've been a GM. I think the four of us 
could tell the most epic stories <laughs> while we're playing the board game. I think we will Especially literally after this much liquor. I honestly think we will have a session of us telling the most screwed up stories. No, it, it would be a lot of fun. It, it sounds like yeah. it. It's, it's amazing. Now that reminds me of one of the Kickstarters that mm-hmm. we backed, and that's Machine of Death. Machine of Death looks amazing, by the right. way. Just before you even get started, looks amazing. Right. You know. Okay. So Machine of Death is another storytelling game where your whole point of the game is to play cards to explain how someone gets killed. Okay. Um, and okay. how they die. A you thousand know, ways of, to die. Right. Okay. There, there <laughs> I just are, want to make sure. There are, I think, more than a thousand cards in the full set when you get all the expansions. And this game is still being printed right now. Wow. Um, when it comes out, I will have a copy of all the cards. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. But it's the all the play test demos they showed is stuff like you know you have this diplomat he's going to the airport and you as a group tell stories about how he dies. But cards can be kind of removed from play, so I can say, oh, well, your plot hook didn't happen, but this is what happened instead. Right. So you can kind of Tarantino it a little bit, I guess. Um, but, you know, so it looks really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. But what you're describing with Winter Tales reminds me of that. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see. Well, I think that would be a good comparison game. Yeah, yeah. it could be. Uh, we'll have to play them both to really know yep. for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to them. I agree. What about you, Craig? How'd your Quake tournament go? It was kind of small, and it wound up being two rounds where mm-hmm. it went heads up against the top two, mm-hmm. and I was not at the best of my game. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so where did you place? Cheers. I got second. Second. Very out of, cool. Out of the first round, so that eliminated me. So that was kind of oh, disappointing. Wow. Uh, if more people had played, we probably would have been able to do a deeper an actual like four by four. Yeah, or, yeah. something like yeah. that. But yeah. it was uh, a long time since I played a, a, a FPS. So, okay. And immediately, this was Quake Three Arena. I mean, it was it was definitely an old school game. Yeah, and it was on a laptop with a laptop mouse. So oh wow! Very interesting play oh, wow! Experience. And okay. it was also eleven o'clock p.m. local time, so not exactly <laughs> the highest of likely tournament attendance. Yeah, but it, it was fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. Cool. I mean, it, awesome. yeah, everything everything here is great. So. Yeah. No. Uh, so outside of the stuff we've already battled about, is there anything else that you saw at the con that you know struck your fancy? Well, I wasn't uh, done. I mean, by we, the way. We've uh, kind of. Well, we'll come back to you, Tim. Okay. We kind of hung out most of the day, so I haven't had a lot of experiences outside of the stuff we've already shared so uh you know there's still two more days a lot of chances to see new things three more days three, three more, more days, days. Three yeah days. all the way to sunday i will say i got the i gotta stop, <clears throat> I gotta stop by uh cryptozoic today right and i gotta talk to our our guest panelist yeah, friend of the show on sunday called Corey jones mm-hmm. which thank you Corey. uh i guess i'll talk to him about hex for a while uh he's really looking forward to the show he actually said he i mean he actually came to me before i even got to introduce myself he's like tim i'm really for looking forward to sunday i hope we'll get to talk by talk about hex which by the way hex is here at gen con mm-hmm. there's a demo at cryptozoic booth and they're having a full league this whole weekend and if you win the league get a awesome prize you see i've stopped by trying to get in a game occasionally Mm -hmm. at several points during the day so they had technical issues at the beginning of the day. they've had major technical issues not only at the beginning of the day but also in the middle of the day that i saw yeah it wasn't uh, until this afternoon that they were up it was like two or three p.m before they where they got it working yeah but the good thing is once they got it working there was lines around the booth just to get the demo in so yeah, that, exciting that, stuff. That tells me Hex has a has a good following coming up. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people are really really excited about the game. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a try. Yes, and I mean we're going to get to try it on Sunday. Right. So I'm excited. Uh, the other thing I got to try today, which again is FFG related, but I got to play it as I got to actually also try the Star Wars LCG. Okay. And I will say it was impressive. 
However, I didn't get to get a full demo, which mm-hmm. kind of sucked because the vendor room closed at six. Right. And and again, I've, I've voiced my concerns about LCGs. Yeah. Uh, I know Netrunner is the golden example of how to do it, oh. at least mostly well. <laughs> right. Um, so I, we'll, we'll see if they continue that trend or if they go back to their old ways. We Bri- shall see. Briefly, I mean, I know you didn't get a full play experience. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to hear more about that later. But mm-hmm. did you play the Decipher Star Wars game back in the day? I did. Uh, actually, that's Brian and I. God, when we first met, yeah, I will say we spent a night talking about the Cypher Star Wars. Like I think, I think we still, I think ramble, we, we still yeah. ramble about it for hours sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to swing by and try it on the floor. How does it compare to the old game? Not even close. Not even like close. I think the Cypher Star Wars in me to well, me will always be the perfect card game for me. The Cypher Star Wars system, regardless of IP, was the best. T, uh, TCG system I've ever seen. I agree. Uh, I agree. You know, it had a lot of variety. Everything was constantly churning and moving. You got all of these great mechanics wrapped up. Um, I really hate that uh, War didn't do better. Or was it War? Uh, what are you talking about? The, they took that system and applied it to an original Oh, they, uh, they called it Fight Club. No, it wasn't Fight Club. Oh, they did call it Fight Club, though. No, there was a game called Fight Club, but that's not the, that wasn't the I don't Decipher to be Star honest, Wars system. It was, yeah. I think it was War or something like that, but regardless. It did not do well. No, it didn't do well, and that was very unfortunate. Um, but from a mechanics point of view, it was the best one. And, of course, who doesn't love a, a good uh, Star Wars product? Right. Uh, well, let's sometimes be on- they don't. Sometimes we're disappointed with our Yeah. Well, let's be honest. They actually, so listeners know, they actually do do a decipher Star Wars and a decipher Star Trek here at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can I, still buy boxes on the floor if you go to the right booth. Yeah, we passed by one that was selling, you know, sealed boxes. Mm-hmm. Like I bought a, I almost bought, and I'll be honest, a, a box of limited, the first run, right. <laughs> that was black bordered. Nice. It almost, I almost did it. I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. There's other things mm-hmm. on the floor. Um, however, you know, by the end of the calling, I probably might do that. Yeah. I I did see also a sealed box of Dagobah, and I think I need another Son of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> or well, Yoda, or Execute. Tim, Tim, that's a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> however, uh, so the other thing I got to try before I, uh, I caught up with you guys for dinner yeah. is I got to swing by um, Weird. And I got to take a look at Puppet Wars, their new edition called Puppet Wars Unstitched. Unfortunately, I didn't get to get a demo. That's such in. a weird section. No, no well, pun intended. Weird. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited. I want to try to get all of us on the table tomorrow because it's okay. a four-man demo. And I, I'm really excited to see Puppet Wars, the new edition. Right. Uh, weird pulled it out of the pulled it out of its cycle initially for a while while they redid it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to try it again. Yeah, so that, that whole company makes some really neat products that are very much. I, I don't know if they're quite niche, but they're very hit or miss for me. I don't know. Evil Baby Orphanage, awesome. We just haven't got to try it as a play group, but even my solo play, kind of, you know, doing the two minds kind of style of testing a game out, it was a lot of fun. Right. So we'll have to try it sometime. I agree. Um, so, with that being said, mm-hmm. I know tomorrow we have. Um, we have True Dungeon. Yeah, we have True Dungeon. We're running it at the night. Hopefully, we're going to be able to talk to some uh, of the directors from True Dungeon tomorrow. Well, Brian, talk about the guests that will be on the show tomorrow. Right. So we have um, the gentleman that has uh, been behind Viticulture, yep. as well as Euphoria, uh, Euphoria, his new Kickstarter. Uh, I cannot pronounce the word correct. It's like Stonemaker, Stonemaker. Uh, it's that. okay. He's going to be on yeah, at 5. Yeah, yeah, we'll be able to ask him. How you say his name correctly. <laughs> but uh, so he's done this. It's a couple of great indie Kickstarter projects. 
we're going to be able to talk to him, sit down and talk to him about what's going on with those. Um, everything's going right. He's supposed to have the play proofs for Euphoria, Euphoria. with him. Yep. He has. He's supposed to have the game uh, Viticulture with him as well. Uh, Viticulture is a winemaking game. Okay. So kind of a resource management. All right. Um, this this thing. could be fun. It could be fun. Uh, it's gotten pretty good reviews from what I've seen online. All right. I say we played the live action version, but let's. That's <laughs> uh, entirely a different topic. Going we don't, on. We don't need that episode of I Love Lucy. I'm sorry. <laughs> will you be my Lucy? Will I'll be your Lucy too? Sweet. Okay. Now we have to go explicit. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Euphoria is a post-apocalyptic dystopia. Not really possible. More of a dystopian future mm-hmm. uh, game. Actually, the the back of the Kickstarter version of the board is going to have a black and white version to kind of even further the the feel of it all. It really looks really cool uh, from that. It's, again, it's a resource management game to some degree uh, in kind of the general vein of um, God, what was that like Puerto Rico and so Agricola and those okay. style of games? Right. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I backed it on Kickstarter uh, for mm-hmm. us so that we could get a, get our hands on a copy yeah. when it comes out. And I'm hoping we'll have a chance to sit down maybe with him tomorrow and at least get an overview of how it plays. Well, hopefully we'll be able to actually play it, put the mic in the middle of the room and just talk while we play. I hope so. That, that, we that's what we're hoping for. Uh, besides that, we're going to talk to the directors of True Dungeon. That's at least... Tentative. That's tentative. Tentative. We can't say you're going to get it, but we're hoping. Yeah. If not, guess what? We will tell you about our experiences while, from yeah. Friday's we'll True, True Dungeon. We'll run at about 10.30 tomorrow night, so it's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah. But we will take the time to talk about it for at least five minutes before we pass out. Right. We'll be up until probably <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning cutting this episode. Well, we'll actually get to talk about two runs because we're going to be doing uh, two right. different runs. Well, yeah, that'll be running, Saturday. We're running so a we'll second one Saturday night. Yeah. One of these runs, and I can't remember which one's which at the moment, is going to be where we go against the golems in a combat-oriented uh, uh, counter, and we're going to be going against... <laughs> Sorry, that was me ripping open my pouch to check my tickets. Oh, that sounds... Never mind. Um, and then we're going to be going against the werewolves in a uh, puzzle-oriented adventure. They actually have four different dungeons specced out, and they overlap to some degree depending on you know, which one you're doing. But they actually have four different dungeons because they have a combat and a puzzle oriented of each base monster type. So which one's tomorrow? Uh, Golem Bane. Golem Bane combat. So we'll be facing the golems in combat tomorrow. Right. So I hope you've got your, you know, shuffleboard skills down, Tim. Dude, I do. I've been practicing it at Drake's. I've been practicing it. Okay. You you going on a couple of cruises recently, Timmer? Uh, No. uh, You know, my grandma's grandma's retired, so I go to a retirement home. This is going to a dark place. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, point is, uh, that's what's going to be coming up on Friday. Um... We're not going to talk about Saturday. We're not going to talk about Sunday yet because, well, we're not there. No, we'll we talk about those tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that tomorrow we're going to be doing a lot more demos. Uh, actually, when we leave here from this podcast, I think Will and I are going to, and probably even Brian, we're going to go draft a little bit of magic and yeah. end our night with yeah. it. For those of you who've never been to Gen Con, once Thursday hits, it doesn't stop. stop. Yep. It's 24 hours a day. There are events starting all night, all hours of the morning. It, it is insane. Now, we're not going to be going 24 hours a day. I mean, we do need to catch a couple of naps here and there. but Well, we need to yeah. because if not, uh, We'll then just find we'll, a nice we'll, quiet corner in the, in the con and, and sleep, sleep it off if we need to. Sleep it off for four hours and make sure we get a shower. Um, <laughs> Um, so, I mean, honestly, this is day one. Yep. And, and day zero, you'll be able to hear more about in about a week or two. Maybe. 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 I'm going to do my uh, best. However, we're, we're wrapping up day one. Uh, I'm going to go from right to left. Craig, is there anything, you know, you're looking forward to tomorrow that you really want to get done? 
And if so, tell the listeners what it is. Well, I mean, there's nothing specific about tomorrow other than uh, uh, getting the chance to do some playtesting. Uh, but I won't know until I get into the room into exactly what that playtesting is. And, of course, the True Dungeon run we're going to run tomorrow night. That's fair. What about you, Will? I'm actually going to be doing a fair amount of playtesting tomorrow as well. Like They've got the uh, first impressions uh, playtesting room where... You know, different uh, game developers can rent out two-hour blocks. Uh, I think you get four packages during the weekend to demo your game. So I'm hoping to queue up for several of those. You know, see some up-and-coming games that may or may not even be on Kickstarter, may or may not even be in full development yet. But, you know, try out a few new things that maybe in the next year or so we'll see coming out, you know. And give some feedback, see some new experiences, and see what we get. That's oh, I, I also forget, uh, sorry, that tomorrow night is the uh, collector's auction. For oh, 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 right, yes. yes. Now, we talked oh, about that last my. night. The, cl- the auction is amazing. They have, yeah. what, thousands of items? Oh, yeah, they've got, they've got thousands of items in the uh, what's called the common items auction, which mm-hmm. is uh, basically flat pricing, more or less, and then they've got the collector's items. It's just really a store. Right, yeah. and then they've got collector's items that go date back 30 years ago that are in pristine condition that uh, yeah. the, the individuals are selling, and then whatever remains from the price that the sellers are asking goes to charity. It's a really good cause and you get to have a lot of fun bidding on these items. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be so much bidding on them. You know, I've already picked up several board games this week, but I'd like to at least see, you know, what's up for auction. You know, it's going to a good cause. I I did see there are some absolutely incredible items in there. I know. Yeah. A bunch of chain. There's a bunch of chain mail. Tons of chain mail. Uh, I've actually got a couple of pictures of it. I will be posting those at some point soon and I'll try to go back and link them in the show notes for this, but just perfect condition. They probably have 30, 40 pamphlets. I have no idea how much they're going to go for, but they're, they're beautiful artifacts of our, of our genre's history. Agreed. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Chainmail is, you know it's the original run of D and D by Gary Ix. Yeah, where it was a little eight eight and a half, you know, normal size paper, but it was folded in half, and they were stapled together. I mean, it's really, really just this, you know, uh, mom and pop when D and D was an indie business. Right. When TSR was just well, a mom and pop t- style shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just really cool artifacts of our of our history here. Um, I, I know that the things Craig's interested in is the Dark Tower sets that he spotted up for auction. Yeah, there's uh, there's three sets right now. The first day we came in, the, the day zero, as it was, the, the, there were two sets. And then yesterday I went to check on the scheduling of those sales and there was an additional. So there's no telling. There may be four or five by the time the actual auction mm-hmm. starts. But those are pretty rare items, even... Uh, even if there are five or, or four or whatever up for sale by the time the auction starts. Uh, so it should be pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I will say that, you know, for those of you who don't know what Dark Tower is, Dark Tower is, again, kind of an artifact of our history. It was a game from, what, the 80s? It's uh, 82, 84. Right. Was, uh, there was a lot of controversy surrounding the, the game because it was a kind of an independent couple of guys trying to start a game. Another bigger game company said we weren't interested, and then they decided to print it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of controversy around it. It was way ahead of its time. Um, it's really interesting that the, the, the a centerpiece of this game was electronics, mm-hmm. and they still work today. 
Sometimes a little tweaking, but they do still work. Yeah, and it's electronics, but it also has a lot of gears. It has a lot of very mechanical machinery built into it. Yes. We've played it a couple of times as a group. Absolutely incredible example of what was possible back in the day. I mean, keep in mind, this is a game that was over 30 years old at this point. Um, so it's something we'll talk about a lot more in depth, I think, in a future episode. We'll bring on the pro conversation and the anti-conversation, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let it hash out. Um, probably with the same panelists. Probably with the same group of four here. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I always cast as the anti? Uh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, well, Brian, uh, <laughs> touch that one. Well, Brian, you're next. What What are you looking forward to tomorrow? All the stuff that's already been said. Um, I've, hopefully, I've got a panel that I can go to that's talking about world building with the James brothers. I think that could be really cool. Oh. Really, Tim? Anyway, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to make it, but I'm hopeful. All the playtesting. There's so many other games I saw in this in the game room that just look cool, but I'm not going to shell out a hundred bucks a piece until I have a chance to at least look at them for more than five minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all that being said, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I don't really know. I, and you know, we've been running now for about a little over forty minutes. It's probably about time to wrap it up, guys, for the night. I, do do I get to say what I'm looking forward to tomorrow? No. Oh wow. Um, well, guys, thanks for no. Coming. <laughs> Keep it short, brother. Ah, uh, there's not keeping it short. Um, I'm gonna stop by the. I'm gonna stop by Cryptozoic's booth. There's a couple of new deck builders they have out. The Lord of the Rings deck builder, the Hobbit deck builder. I really, really want to get my hands on legendary. I really want to get my hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple. Anything of, we uh, haven't said already? <sighs> hmm. Well, those we haven't said. Um, <clears throat> oh, I swear everybody's making hand motions over here. <laughs> I swear. I even I think our waiter is looking at us weird. I am so sorry, Christopher. <laughs> um, not really, ha- not really happy about this. Uh, you, anyway, you, you need a dessert. I do. I think I'm going to get the brownie. Anyway, <laughs> actually, probably the carrot cake. Um, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Not tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> I, wow. I I have been completely thrown off my loop. Um, you took that the wrong way. Actually, uh, what I'm wax actually on, looking, wax off. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to honestly. I want to stop by AG's. AG's booth. I want to try out trains and love letter. That was something on the list. We've all agreed trains was something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah we definitely need to check out trains. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I got you played a little bit today, and you said it's interesting. I got a little little taste. So not enough, not uh, enough. Not yeah, enough. In the five minute sip you had, you thought it looked interesting, and we'll check it out some more tomorrow. In five minutes, I will say this is something I think our group needs to try. Right, and, so, and that's where we'll leave it for tonight, and yep. we'll talk about it after we've tried it. After that, I got to talk to Monty Cook today, which for me as a fanboy, yeah. I was. Giddy as a schoolgirl. I was playing Wiz War at the time, and I want to smack you for <laughs> being there to to uh, to say hi as well. Yes, uh, I, I want to check out his new Mario uh, content. I didn't get to. He had a long line. Luckily, I was able to sneak in and say, "Hey, Money Cook, we mind taking a picture?" And he's like, "Yeah, no problem." Yeah. He was nice enough to stop out of line, take a picture, and then go back in line. Well, tomorrow, so nice. I think it's noon tomorrow. He's going to be back there signing new Mario books again. He already signed my Plotus books. I think I'm no, going to buy. You need I know. Mario books. Yeah. <laughs> if you aren't going to do it, I will. I I, I definitely will. Okay. Um, I did talk to some of the guys at FFG, which I asked them what we should demo, and they told us to try out Discourse, which is their new Warhammer fantasy miniature game. So I'm going to try it out. I need someone to come with me because apparently it's two players, and I'm going to need a opponent. Will's 
obviously volunteering, so is Brian. Uh, I'm also going to try out Age of Rebellion. <laughs> uh, Age of Rebellion I'm lo- really looking forward to. Also, the new uh, books from Shadows of Estrin. That's my new I want to check out. Right. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully tomorrow. Okay, you got 3% of battery left. I'm keeping it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, Aloy and I are going get to get to go over and play the Mega Man Proto Man UFS decks. That's also on my big docket for tomorrow. But other than that, I think that's it. I guess I'm going to do a huge recap tomorrow. Which yeah, no, will, we have all the stuff uh, that we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> recap tomorrow. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think this is it, guys. I think it is. Uh, panelists, anything else? I think we're good. Audience, anything else? Oh, obviously, the bar doesn't like us. Yeah. Anyway. We've been loud. We've been loud. Anyway, so guys, thanks for joining us for another epic turn. Uh, you can follow any of your co-hosts. Uh, Brian's followed. You can find him at Kelton. You can find me at Telshin. Also, you can follow our own show at, at, at Epic Turn. Mm-hmm. The show notes will be posted at EpicTurn.com forward slash episodes forward slash five. And my apologies if there's none actually there. Yeah, we'll get there eventually, guys. Please bear with us while we post these. <laughs> uh, if you if you love us, please rate and subscribe us on iTunes.com. And we'll see you tomorrow for Gen Con set day, day two. two. And hopefully we'll have some epic turns from our wonderful time at true dungeon until then listeners have some epic turns yes and now in our outro you'll be able to listen to a wonderful rendition of hotel california that served (laughs) as our audio (laughs) test i don't know i think we should all say bohemian rest before we go home Hotel California. California. <laughs> um, Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. In your head at the Hotel California. Such a lovely place. What the f- was that? She, she was actually was closer actually to the than you were. Oh, whatever.